we are back once again with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about this week's releases of comics. For those of you who don't know, new um, DC comics come out on Tuesdays. New Marvel comics come out on Wednesdays. And we are here. Oh, and indie comics come out on Wednesdays as well. And we're here on a Thursday to talk about this week's releases. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. I can't do this alone. That's why I brought on two awesome guests for us. Uh, we got Michael Mead, a.k.a. Uh, what are you a.k.a. today? The love of comics is fine. That's my, for, that's the, my... for the love of comics. For the love of comics. I did it. I was so funny. I, I laughed at myself for like a half hour the other day when I was doing one of my weekly videos because I was like, yeah, I fell for the, my love of comics. I was like, oh, my God, that was so funny. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. Hello, Dimitri. <laughs> Hey, uh, you were on the She-Hulk after show last night, so thanks. I for, was. I didn't need to sleep back. at all. I just came right back on here. It's great. Yeah, you know. Um, always a pleasure, sir. Thank you. I honestly thank you so much for putting these on. These are great, man. And I absolutely am always honored by when you ask me to come on. These are ridiculously fun. The guests are amazing. I'm always humbled by everybody. It's great. Well, good. Um, because Not to mention, uh, it's a fun show to watch. So well, it, is. it really is. It really is. We'll try to, you know, try to put some production value, you know, uh, on there. For anyone out there who is watching us live streaming on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show, like Dizzy Bach out there, or on youtube.com slash the Keeg Show, uh, you can see who the guests are. But uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you won't know. You'll be listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and you won't know who's talking. So uh, let me introduce my second guest. We got Lee Wilson. Lee, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, just finished another ship up at the comic shop. So ready to talk more about the stuff I like to read now. What is up with comic store employees coming on this show? What is, what's, you know, up, what's up with that? I feel like that's really good though, right? That's a good yeah, thing. No, of course. That's, a good, like, that's a good thing. We don't yeah. get to talk about what we want to read. <laughs> right. It's true. We're always going to make recommendations for everyone else. Yeah. Right. Um... Uh, I, uh, I'm very happy to have both of you on this show. Um, I want to know though, I want to know your full lists of what you read this week, including issue numbers so that everybody at the top of the show kind of knows what we're kind of roughly talking about. Um, if you need to look through that, that list that you wrote for me, that's cool too, you know, um, and then we'll go over our, uh, our picks of the week. Uh, if you want me to go for it, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Go for it. Um, wait, actually, I'm not ready either. Yeah, oh, no, okay. yeah, don't worry. Yeah, we're obviously going first. That was a test, Dimitri. You passed. <laughs> that was, you passed. Good. Well, well done, sir. We we can start. All right. All right. What do you um, what do you got for me? Michael, oh, you want to go? Sure. I would uh, yeah. Let me pull out obviously from memory. Yeah. Um <laughs> Detective uh 127, uh Batman Beyond Six, uh Dear Detective, which was an interesting book. Yeah, uh, Dark Crisis Four, obviously. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel, uh, Tales of Three Kingdoms, number one. Uh, Flashpoint Beyond Five, which is going to probably what we're going to talk about a lot. Uh, Poison Ivy for New Champions of Sh- New Champions of Shazam, number two. Sweet Paprika, twelve. Twig, five. All Out Avengers, number one. Death of Mutants, number two. Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number four. Immortal X Men, issue six. Punisher, number six. She Hulk, issue six. Sabrina Anniversary Special, number one, is what I read at the moment. All right, all right. Uh, that's a lot of them. Lee, uh, what'd you, what'd you get to this, uh, this week? Um, this week I got to Star Trek number 400, She-Hulk number six, 
Poison Ivy, number four, Dark Knights of Steel, Tales from the Three Kingdoms, and The Sword of Azrael, number two, which I'm cheating to. They're right here. So. <laughs> I'm 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 interested in uh, I I have some questions about Sword of Azrael, but we'll get to Sword of Azrael later. Um, I mean, I liked the I liked the the one shot and then the number one. I read those the little bit ago. I have number two in my pile. I just haven't read it yet. But has it been worth it? <laughs> we'll get to that. I, the silence says no because like I want to go on a rant about this book. Mm-hmm. Sure for the art alone <laughs> okay okay cool. um i think it's beautiful so all right um i read i'm bringing up a, a list of just all the releases this week just so i can see it batman 127 dark crisis 4 wolverine 24 mortal x-men 6 because you know i love new my x-men but i didn't get to mm-hmm. all my x titles this week i'm a little bit bummed about that but uh, where did I leave off? Immortal X-Men number six, She-Hulk number six, Flashpoint Beyond number five, Punisher number six, um, Poison Ivy four, AXE Death to the Mutants two. Uh, I think I read New Fantastic Four number four. I think oh, I yeah, yeah, okay. I read that for you. Uh, Captain America Sentinel, Sentinel Liberty number four. Uh, I wanted to read Alien. I couldn't get to it. Uh, I read Dark Knights of Steel, Tales from the Three Kingdoms number one which I think is just a one shot. It uh, is. And I'm interested to hear what you think about it. Yeah. Uh, new champion of Shazam two. Uh, and then that might be, that might be it. There was a lot of good stuff this week, you know, it was I, a just, big week. Uh, I just couldn't get to them all. Cause there there's, there's some that I can, I can sit down and I can binge. And there's other ones that I'm like, I'll save it for like, I'll be in a certain mood and I'll be sure. like, okay, I'm going to read four issues of this, you know, and like sure. catch up in a certain mood. But that's me with Nightwing all day. <laughs> <laughs> what? You, you have to be in a mood for him? Uh, no. Um, I like to binge read Nightwing. I'll just like sit down. I'll be like, all right, five books. We're done. Same with Harley Quinn. Um, I just need to sit down and like, I wait till they pile up and then I read like 10 of them in a row. Just, I, that's how I feel uh, better with the story. How is the current uh, Harley Quinn run? Honestly, I loved it. Um, I jumped off when they went, there was a little bit of time where they went to month, like weekly. Really for Harley Quinn? Because her anniversary is coming up. That's why we're getting all the variants. There was like six weeks where it was like Harlequin, Harlequin, Harlequin. And I was like, I, mm, that's a little bit much. But I really, yeah. I really love the direction they've taken her character. I enjoy how wild it is. And the art style like perfectly reflects just the absolute insanity of that book. Right. Uh, Are you reading the animated the first- one? Sorry. Oh, the I Kiss Bang, Kiss Bang Tour or whatever. What was I it called? I didn't read it, but I'm watching season three. I just started season three two days ago. So mm. I'm really, a couple really episodes into season three. There was a one. There was another one that came out uh, like a week or two ago too. That has like a lot of the writers from the show were on it, and it tells like it's like five short stories. It's really really fun. Oh, Is it an anthology? It yeah, it's it's like all the side characters get their own like main stories in this one issue. Yeah, it's really fun. Like four out of the five writers on there are from the show. 
ridiculously mm. good. Nice. Okay. Um, I have a lot of questions just about the the weird mix of books that came out this week. Um, it's it's not that there weren't good stuff, and it's not that there yeah. were too little. There was a good amount of books that came out this week, but like it was kind of a weird mix, and there's some titles out there that I have some questions about. But before we get to that, I do want to know out of the books that you read, what your number one pick is, and we'll we'll talk about it. I think mine's poison ivy oh uh i read i read poison ivy number four as well uh michael did you read it i did yeah that book's good um let's let's talk about it yeah Let, let's talk about poison ivy uh do i have it yeah 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 i have yeah uh let's talk about poison ivy number four um something that i thought was interesting about this is like I thought the series would go one of two directions when they normally do like a solo series for a villain, they make them like an anti-hero or something where you can like get behind them. And, yeah. or it's like the Joker series where it focuses on Gordon hunting Joker and it's called the Joker series. Right. But this one, poison Ivy's a, just a, 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 a bad guy. Right. Bad guy. Bad girl. Sure. Sure. Eco terrorist. Yeah, sure. Sure, I she's know. definitely I, she's definitely bad. It's a it's a it's a, it's been an it's been an emotional roller coaster for for this book. She's been doing things that are morally questionable for sure. Mm, I'm gonna okay. So yes, some of the people that she kills are bad, and some of them aren't. They're just existing. Yeah, I, don't know. I liked the this issue was fun. The last issue was cool and with, with the one with the garden was was she didn't do anything crazy with that one i feel like if that poison lady, ivy yeah. was to be categorized i would put her as lawful evil and that she has a very strict code that she's mm-hmm. like i'm here for the planet um and and she tends to go more lawful neutral whenever harley gets involved because harley brings mm. out something in her that she's and so you see that her in humanity. this issue yeah, she brings out her humanity. And you see that in this issue with her um, one night stand. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think they know. I don't DC by DC and the writers. I don't think they know exactly what they want to do with Poison Ivy. Being that she was like this huge Batman villain, right? Batman went up against her, right? And now she's partnered up with Harley. She has her own kind of stories, right? She's kind of like now in Team Harley category. And, but with them with DC trying to make Harley like a very much like hero character right how can you yeah. have a villain w- with that right how you how do you match that up so i the, uh, DC's trying to i feel really kind of make Har- poison ivy something and I, I think they're just trying a lot out right now yeah um yeah i mean uh, this book is really good as long as we agree that she's bad, the art's beautiful. I like the art too. The art's beautiful because she oh, people yeah. erupt out of with fungus, like, <laughs> like, and it's not just people who deserve it, you know, which is great. But there'd be there's like random people. I think in the first or second issue, right? That just um oh for one uh the policemen. It was either in this issue or last issue. Um, the policemen that go to stop that one, they're both at the diner mm-hmm. and then the policemen are after that g- other girl with the dark hair and blue eyes, I think uh, they mentioned. And the police 
erupt in fungus. And like, they didn't do anything bad. Well, that we know of, but like, you know what I mean? They were chasing the girl. They were chasing the girl. But like Poison Ivy was just like, no, I'm just going to make you literally melt from the inside out. (laughs) I mean, yeah. She's not, she's not a hero. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm not claiming she's on the side of Superman, but no, I don't know. Like I said, she's very ill-defined at the moment. I think that's the point. Yeah. I mean, the premise of the book is that she's getting taken over by, uh, uh, kind of, uh, uh, by that fungus thing, right? Whatever it's called. It's called something. I forget. Because I mean, she Um, just came back, right? From this kind of like... She was, in her mind, she was a god. She was fully merged with the green. She was kind of living her best life. Just... And then Harley. God damn it. I love that her inner monologue is just this ongoing letter to Harley, though. Yeah. No, it's, it's a great book. breaks my heart every time. Because she's dying, right? That's kind of right. the, the thing about this. So it's kind of like a last memo, like la, what last rites and not whatever it's called. Last, last will, and, will testament. and testament. Yeah. Last will and testament. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's all to Harley. And there's a <clears> moment <throat> even where she's like, I'm thinking of you and like, I don't want to take her life. And now I don't want to die. Yeah. Because she ingested that fungus initially by her own choice mm. or Did that happened implied. at the end of fear state was that what it was yeah um in i think it was like issue two they flashed back mm. and the gardener was like yeah you can't go back to that ever and she was like well then i don't want to live <laughs> and you know yeah uh it's a really good book uh i want to shout out well, I want to shout out Dizzy Bach out there for saying hello with a question mark. And then I said, hey, hey, and they didn't reply. But then that one wizard kid on Twitch says, hello, just lurking. Have a good stream. Thank you so much, wizard kid. Uh, and then Nikan You Not or Nika and You Not says kind of neat to do a sort of day in the life series. That's kind of what this book is kind of. A lot of it is like just day in the life. But I think it's because she's hitting a different town. Yeah, I think it's a little more than a day in the life. There's yeah. a little more involved, but yes, yeah. yeah, essentially. She's she's not on the like a crusade a little bit, I guess, but yeah, it's right. a little more than day in the life. I mean, it's I really like, just like, oh, sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, no, I was just gonna say, I like her evil plot, like falling into we're seeing the steps of being a villain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's kind of like the episode, or uh, not the episode, the the run when Superman was walking across America. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's like a different story each thing, but the walk is what ties the whole story kind of together. So it's kind of like that. She's traveling to spread her deadly fungus. Um, and uh uh, but we're dealing with the stories in each place that she's going to, you know. Yeah. Uh Dizzy Bach is here. I'm here enjoying the show. Thank you so much. Um, all right, so poison ivy four. Good poison choice. Ivy good, four. good choice. Uh, great variant covers, amazing art. The story is compelling, it's worth yeah. reading. Yeah, yeah. It's only, only on issue four. Uh, so yeah. anyone out there who wants to catch up, you only got to read four issues. There you go. You know, uh, Michael, what's your uh, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week. Um, honestly, is I'm a little caught between Batman one twenty seven and Immortal. No, three of. I'm sorry. Yeah, Immortal X Men six, She Hulk six, and Batman twenty seven. I can't pick one of the three. They're fantastic. All three are fantastic. You're gonna have to pick one. 
I have to pick one. Well, I'll pick, I might pick one of the ones, depends on what you pick. I might pick one of your ones to be my. All right. I guess I don't know. But you got for this week. I guess this week, my favorite, because it made me ask more questions. I did a whole, like, I did a random rant at like three in the morning on it. Uh Uh, Mortal X Ministry 6. Uh, Mortal X Ministry 6, probably. Uh, Lee, are you reading X Men right now? Off and on. Um, I usually pick one up when somebody says, hey, this is a really good issue. Um, But I have to be careful. X Men's a little bit of a rabbit hole. So, (laughs) good. (laughs) What? You get, you get like, like you go down the rabbit hole and like you just binge a lot well i'll just read like there's so much to read yeah and so it gets to the point where like all my entire pull list will just be x-men good <laughs> yeah i mean you could live your life as a comic book reader just reading x-men titles and never have downtime and, like yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah it's I mean, like the- its own thing it's what got me through the '90s, man. That's what I started with. My first, <laughs> one of my first comic books yeah. was Wolverine number one. Like yeah. it was, it's like, X Men are its own thing. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Like Phase Six of MCU kind of goes through. They focus on the X Men because you can you can just read the X Men. You don't have to read anything else in Marvel. They have their own thing. It rarely right. crosses over, uh, and so like it's all, it's very self contained. So good. Yeah. Mm. Well, they rarely cross over because the Avengers are racist. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, if you're going to say it, <laughs> I mean, I'm, ju- I'm just like between Avengers versus X-Men. I know who I back every single time. Oh, of course. I don't well, care. That's, that's why I loved the uncanny X, uh, Kenny Avengers. Yeah. The, the first run, right? Because all three, the, uh, uh, the Inhumans and uh, the X-Men and Avengers all had to like coexist on a team yeah. for the world. And it yeah. just caused so much. Try. It was really good. Well, so what and, about- yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I was what? just to say, like, what about this specific issue, like, really stood out to you? Oh, yeah, it was, it's the whole judgment thing, right? That, that's, that's what the, um, a lot of the, like, the main stories for a lot of the X-Men books are, like, on hold right now, because they're dealing with judgment and the being I judged. It. I know, I don't like when Marvel does this either, but, uh, like, because all the Mortal world... X-Men just started. It's only I know. six issues in, and, it's like and the... the last three issues have been Judgment Day related. It's, like, the X-Men book. It's, like, the most important X-Men book right now, and they pause, like, the main story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, they pause the main story to tell Judgment Day, and then they go back to their main story. And, yeah, they do that. Marvel always does that with their tie-in books, but this one particularly, right? You get the quiet council asking about who was judged and how they're being judged. And I'd love, there was this one panel that I couldn't get stopped thinking about was like Nightcrawler was saying, Hey, I think this is made this judge, this, this God is trying to judge me. Like this makes me uncomfortable. It's wrong. I was like coming from a devout Catholic. I was like, that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting take, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I found out, I was like, Oh, that he's gaining some perspective, whether he knows it or not. Like, of other how other religions feel about christianity sometimes yeah. you know you know like he's like oh you can't i can't have another ju- god judge this god judge me that's ridiculous that's uncomfortable uncom- yeah that's a lot of people feel uh, that bro like like uh, it was, on the, it was very on the flip on the flip side of the coin cyclops got judged um he, he learned his lesson week. man he learned well, his lesson last week though he he uh, i forget what issue it was right i think it was x-men right was it the yeah X-Men it was the main X-Men title book. the last like um, three pages were fantastic yeah. oh. but he was like the only person who could judge me is my wife is my and wife. then and then the 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 celestial's like cool dude yeah you're good you learned your lesson bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, cool. yeah scott was like the only one that could judge me is my wife he's like i can get her if you want but yeah. she's gonna tell you the same thing, uh, and he's like, "Nope, you're 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 good. You learned your lesson after like a decade and a half of being yeah. a douche." You're <laughs> fine. Like, uh, I I mean, it'd be funny if the celestial was like, "Oh, um, you want me to grab 
grab your wife for you. We can bring her here. Which wife are we talking about? Yeah, which wife the, are we talking the, about? The redhead? The redhead or the, the clone? clone? Yeah, it was the clone. Which one? Can Is it Emma? Were you thinking Emma calling maybe? Out Cyclops forever. I please just all the Cyclops call outs. <laughs> he's learning, I, he's learning his lesson. He's, look, he's evolving. He's a Cyclops. Cyclops is my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Like, I get it. Sometimes he makes a wrong decision, but like, what's the thing on TikTok? You know, uh, supporting oh, women's, I am, women's yeah, rights I'm not, I'm and not supporting to... women's wrongs. It's like that, but that it's, it's like that, but for mutants for me. Yeah, I would never downplay any of the douchiness that he has done for a long time. <laughs> I completely agree. Um, but I think that's kind of the testament to that last issue was just like, especially all the and the Krakoa era, how he's just like, yeah, I don't want to take power. I don't want to be the one in charge. I can't. I'm not the one to do that. I'm not the one to make those calls. I'll help lead, you know, yeah. in certain aspects. And he's, he's learning and he's being a team player for once instead of leading, instead of being in charge, he's leading. So, yeah. Which has been phenomenal to see. Um, but for those of you that want to pick it up, I know that Immortal, and if you want to catch up on what's going on on Mars, X-Men Red. Those are the two you yeah. need to be reading. Oh my God, X-Men Red. Oh, X-Men Red, next level. So that, hardcore. That, that's the thing. X-Men is just too oh. good. It's just too good. And I agree. The, I agree. the way I see it is nobody can make fun of Cyclops unless you're an X-Men fan and can uh, you can respect Cyclops and then make fun of them if you're oh, one of yeah. us. It's one of those, like, if you're part of the family, you're part of the family. That's fine. <laughs> but if you're if you're one of those Avengers fans talking shit on any of the X-Men, yeah. uh, we're going to have some problems because I don't stand for that, you know? It's true. Only per- person who make, can make fun of Cyclops being a douche is us. Is the, is the X-Men fans? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You heard no? it here first on the keg. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't Stop do talking that. smack. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, but it's, it's, yeah, so um, <laughs> Immortal X-Men, right? We, we, we get the, the Quiet Council being, uh, we had Emma. Emma was judged, right? Um, yeah. uh, uh, oh my God, why am I drop blank, blank on his name? Sebastian um, Shaw. Destiny gets, um, gets judged. And Destiny then Shaw, judged. and the whole thing with Shaw at the end was very interesting as well. So I'm, yeah. I was very, this book made me think a lot more than the others. I think that's why I'm going to choose that one over the other. Three. Immortal X-Men does that though. Like, Immortal X-Men is very political. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's probably the most important because first off, these are the mutants that are in charge of mutant kind, right? They're the ones making the laws and enforcing them. So, and then their inner political uh, turmoil between all all of them, right, is extremely interesting. And whatever happens with them trickles down to everything else. So yeah, Immortal X-Men is probably the most important mutant book right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Immortal X-Men 6 is good. I gotta be... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, oh, uh, I did a TikTok on, on Flashpoint Beyond number five. I gotta, I gotta talk Everyone about knows. that. Everyone I gotta, knows, I, man, I gotta yeah. talk, I gotta talk about Flashpoint Beyond number five. Um, cause that'll be my pick of the week, but I really did want to pick She-Hulk, uh, number oh six. Oh my God. That book. It was so good. It was so cute. But was, I was, do- yeah. I do want to give you a shout out because of your TikTok today. I uh-huh. was uh, pushing, you know, we had some people asking about, so what's the deal with Flashpoint Beyond? So I was able to like tell them like, no, this is the one you need to read. So. <laughs> oh, wait, with issue number five, you mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Cause issues one through four were just classic. Like, oh, it's an Elseworld story. We'll see familiar faces put in different scenarios blah, 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 blah. It was not interesting, but I kept reading and I was like, okay, I'll read right. it when I get time. This one I read 
on the day it came out. And suddenly it's like a like it did more in this fifth issue than like the previous four issues because it it created new rules for the DC universe, which is something Jeff Johns loves to do. He loves to create the emotional spectrum, the speed force, how is it working? What is the like cosmic like bits and pieces? I don't know. We got nuts see, and bolts. Like we were saying last night, man. I don't know if any of this is gonna be permanent. Like, Get out of here. He was, Get out he of was here. doing he did the same stuff with uh, he did the same stuff with Doomsday Clock. He was creating new aspects of like reality. What? Like what? Like what? Tell me. What do you mean? This had, they had no, to do with time and creation. It. You had to do with time creation of the DC world with, with Doomsday Clock too. And it didn't, and nothing stuck from there either. And he's using elements from Doomsday Clock in this book too. So I'm, I'm waiting to see how I wanted to. I do, Dimitri. I wanted to stick. I'm just waiting to see how it affects the rest of the DC world because it doesn't touch anything else but that book right now. It if- hasn't touched anything else but that book. If I may impart some wisdom that was given to me at some point, um, I don't remember by who, but for Marvel and DC, something that's important to remember is there's so much of it. At this point, you could throw a dart and choose your own cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's kind of what they're talking about in Flashpoint Beyond number five. Okay. Okay. So, so wait, did you read it, Lee? I really, really wanted to. I think I'm going to have to pick it up tomorrow. It starts off. Wait, it has a bunch of revelations. Wait, are you okay with spoilers? And stuff? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it starts off um, on a talk show where Mr. Terrific and Bonnie Baxter, who, have we seen her before? Is she a, a classic member of the Time Masters or is she a new creation for this? I don't know I'm much about the familiar. Time Masters. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So she's the smartest woman in the world. That's what they, they said. But she's part of the Time Masters. And she's explaining how all the crises and everything is working. But that being said, Flashpoint Beyond takes place after Dark Crisis. That's another big reveal in this issue. It takes place after Dark Crisis where everybody's okay. So what's the point of Dark Crisis? I'm very tired of Dark Crisis and I know Michael- It's to set up the main continuity of the DC again. Why? Because listen, okay. It's to set up the main continuity again because you see- like Marvel's been doing this forever, which is great, where you have the, the editor notes, right? If you want to know what they're talking okay. about, go read yeah. this. DC hasn't done that in a long time because they haven't had a main continuity real in a long time. Mm-hmm. Dark Crisis does that. They reference a lot of stuff that happened before New 52, and now it's canon. Same thing with Batman 127, right? They're setting back up their main canon ah, to show yeah. that, hey, remember the old universe, how we said it didn't exist? Well, guess what? It does again. It All didn't say it didn't like, exist. What do you mean? New 52 did. Yeah. And they're still, I think they're still recovering from that being said, I don't like dark crisis either. I'm in the same boat as Dimitri. I'm like, please stop. It's unnecessary. (laughs) And, and I, what do you mean by unnecessary? Okay. So here, here's what it is. What what do you mean by unnecessary? At the end of dark Knight uh, death metal, right? Yeah. uh, Dark Knight death, death metal. um, At the end of that, it, it literally ends with saying the multiverse has been reborn. They, these are the rules. Everything that has happened in multiple timelines is merged into one. Okay. And we're going to just go forth. And I thought that was easy enough. They, they were like, oh, the Justice Society existed. Those previous stories from New 52 existed. And then we'll, we'll determine exactly in what order it's, it's existed going forth, right? Like uh, the previous, like the current Nightwing run, there's also the previous Nightwing run. Like it all existed. 
we're just going to like merge it all together. That's kind of what Infinite Frontier was all about. You well, know, th- that's that's the thing. Infinite Frontier, re- with you know, with it being just that first off that one big one shot issue that came out with it. Like, yes, you're completely right. With the death of uh, death metal series, it goes here. Everything is back. Cool. Dark Crisis is giving it like some v- validity to it, being like, hey, yes, we're continuing our story. These exist now. We're having, we're setting up that you can be confident that these stories, because no matter what you said, Dimitri, obviously, and Lynn, maybe you can attest to this as well. Working in a shop, people are still ridiculously confused with DC. And I so agree. Dark Crisis is setting up, hey, you don't have to be confused. Look at the editor notes. These exist again. These are good again. Like so, you can be confident in the DC continuity now going forward. These are fine. Wait, but Dark Crisis isn't clearing things up. What is it clearing up? I mean, not what Dark, you're thinking of Dark Crisis as like, it, Dark Crisis, since it's not done, you're confused on what is okay. the point of it. I get it. But what I'm saying in the broad context of the DC continuity, and same mm-hmm. with Batman 127 as well, with the editor notes that they're putting in, they're building back the being safe with knowing what the continuity is with, with DC. That's kind of like the point of this without the actual, like there's a story point, what the Dark Crisis story is about. And then why we're doing this big event in general is to be like, hey, DC has everything back again. And here's what you can be comfortable reading again. It's kind of, um, I think, because I didn't know that about Dark Knight's death metal. And a lot of the people that came into our shop that were reading Dark Knight's death metal, and I don't know about your shop, Michael, but this is what, I experienced they did not care about the story they cared about the characters they cared about the character designs but ultimately when it came down to it marketing wise um story wise people weren't talking about oh my god the dc universe is you know they're recontinuitizing it they're you know making the timelines correct again or Mm. fixing making them whole canonizing them whatever um, they came in talking about, you know, the Batman who laughs or, oh my God, did you see that new thing they did with Superman? Like that was so neat. And I think it ended up being more about the flair once it left the publishing house. Uh-huh. And so it feels like just based off of what you guys are saying um, and what I've read from Dark Crisis, it feels like they're internally trying to go, okay. We've marketed the hell out of this one. There is no confusing what this one's about. It's not about the flair. It's not about the pizzazz. It is to bring the timeline together. Yes. yes. I I can see that. And maybe they're just, they're doubling down on what they had set up with Infinite Frontier. Infinite Frontier being the initiative, not, yes. not the, the Infinite Frontier six issue miniseries or whatever. Yes. But and like, no it opened up the multiverse. I mean, yeah, that's true. But so, the totality, which is the team, the Justice League incarnate, the 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 what's it called? Not the Watchtower, but what's the multiversal? There's a multiversal. Oh, oh the um, um, oh my God, that was the it was the Zach it was the Scott Snyder story in Justice the Corey, League. Yeah, the, the 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 totality. No, totality is the team. No, it's the. It's like the Watchtower, but for the multiverse. It's in the bleed. Sure, it's yeah. In the we bleed. know what we're talking about. We know yeah, what we're yeah, talking yeah. about. It's that yeah. thing that's all, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like with the heroes and villains like, with the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but so, so like they set all this up. And so I just feel like, okay, maybe D- Dark Crisis is about doubling down on the whole thing. That being said, I, I, as of this Flashpoint Beyond issue five, 
I'm of the belief that Dark Crisis didn't even need to exist. You just had to have a series like this that didn't need to be a huge miniseries. It just was its own thing talking about the cosmic way the DC is. I'm going to read uh, what they say about it if you if you want me to. Totally. And no, I, I, think it clear, I think it clears things up Dimitri, on its own. Uh, you and, and Leah, your, um, your uh, dislike of the series is completely valid. It just has its own series. Totally fine. Um, yeah. I do feel that DC needed it. They needed a big event, right? Because of, no one read Inf- no one read uh, Infinite Frontier, right? Dar- Death Metal was its own thing. Yes, it set up everything else, but like it was so self-contained and very much like Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo were like, this is our baby. This is how it fits in DC. Sure, but this is our own thing, right? So people were very confused. I think people aren't reading Flashpoint Beyond. It's like one of my least selling ones. And I'm looking at numbers across the board. Because people thought it was just an Elseworld title. Yeah, people aren't reading it. So DC needed a big event book to be like, this is what's going on, everybody. People want to get everyone reading it and, you know, how doing it. So that's the point. To see Dark Crisis as its own story. I can see what you guys are saying for sure. But the point of this this big series is so everyone reads it and understands where DC is going. It's to get everybody on the same page, right? Yeah, Not exactly, just exactly. that people are reading Flashpoint Beyond. Exactly. By titling it a crisis, it gets everyone on the same page. And that's just a different reach. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Flashpoint Beyond number five, though, basically it starts off after Dark Crisis. Mr. Terrific, Bonnie Baxter, and whoever the, the reporter is of this talk show is basically... Um, um, they're, they're saying like, Mr. Terrific, you're, you know, you're one of the smartest men. Um, tell us what the Omniverse is. And Mr. Terrific's like, oh, the Omniverse is everything. And then Bonnie, Bonnie Baxter's like, well, you're wrong. The Omniverse isn't everything. Um, the Omniverse, uh, what did it say? It's the center of the crises, but there are more important matters to all this than an infinite number of Earths or how many multiverses there are. Because right now there's multiple, multiple multiverses. That's the Omniverse, right? Uh, Bonnie says the truth is everything only matters when it matters in our hearts, which is a meta uh, a meta concept for us. What do we take into continuity? That's hyper time, right? Like, like that's kind of the 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 hyper time that I think Wade Mark Wade made in the nineties, which was Flash, like yeah. any retelling of a story that we see in DC the most recent retelling is what's canon. If there will be like small things. So like Superman Birthright, um, when Superman Birthright came out, Superman, Man of Steel or whatever, Man of Tomorrow, whatever that original post-crisis retelling of his origin story was, that's yeah. kind of out in continuity, kind of out of continuity, if there are any contradictions. Anyway, the point being is the divine continuing continuum DC. That's like all of reality. And it's split into two things, space and time. Space is the omniverse. Time is hyper time. Now the omniverse is split into just the concept of multiverses, the concept of the dark multiverse, the metaverse, which is our, in in real life, our world, prime earth, and then the sphere of the gods, which I still haven't figured out yet. Whatever. (laughs) But that's the omniverse. The omniverse is the multiversal aspect of the divine continuum. And time is hypertime, which deals with limbo, vanishing point, so on and so forth. Um, but like she, like it, it's, it's a lot. It's a mouthful to it read. It is a lot, yeah. 
but you have to you have to see that like that like they say the omniverse multiverse are conceptual in nature while hypertime is emotional and hypertime is never stagnant because it reacts and changes with us and then that's multiple timelines it's this crazy like meta meta kind of thing right so basically they're stating that that new timelines are born within hypertime and parallel earths come and go but alternate timelines forever exist that's what they're setting up so they're saying that the flashpoint beyond or flashpoint timeline is a timeline it doesn't die with crises yeah that it, wasn't a thing until just now though yeah like yeah yeah right which goes well, back to what you were saying about creating rules. Yes, he does yeah. that. Jeff so he's cre- that. Jeff Johns is creating it. He's he, the, the rules, right? He's stating that like, sure, alternate worlds can can die and never be brought back again. But alternate timelines off that, you know, central earth, I guess, never die. That's interesting that they're bringing, that. I like the way they're discussing that. Because that is something that I've seen talked a lot about on the fandom side of things. Mm-hmm. Like that it's it's very much an emotional connection to whatever stories you want and um, what that means to you. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, th- oh, also- oh, sorry. I, I, gotta, I gotta correct myself. When I said Prime Earth is our Earth, the metaverse, it's not. Metaverse now and Prime Earth is what they're calling the central... Um, DC Earth that we yeah. know and love. That's the metaverse or prime Earth. And I think they're saying it's a metaverse because all alternate worlds are based off of changes to that formula. You know what I mean? Like it's that, but like it's in Wild West times, right? Like Elseworld style. Yeah. So I think that's what they're going with. But I mean, that's just it's just fa- fa- um, falling back into what DC as a company is trying to do, right? They mentioned it like a few years ago that they're really kind of breaking away from actual like continuity. They want to sell like individual trades, right? So you can just pick up any book and be able to read that. That's kind of like what their marketing is. They're kind of going yeah. away with what Marvel is continuing to do. Like everything is in one continuous continuity because yeah. uh, all the different DC writers can do different things whenever they really, really want to. Um, yeah. They they're all seem to be like, tying into each other is great at the moment but that's kind of the thing right like it doesn't matter what he's doing over here it's still it's still part of the continuity it's yeah. part of the main universe still it doesn't matter if they're different right I, uh so you can I just wish they'd more. brand it better that's my biggest thing i'm oh, all, me too i'm cool me with, too. with multiple yeah. storylines for multiple worlds if they brand it and on the cover it'd be nice if they either branded it with an imprint title so like white knight we just assume all white knight titles are in the same timeline right yeah. But like, why not slap an Earth 3 label on things just for the crime syndicate books? Like, so we know that's Earth 3. And these are like Earth 3 books. You know what I mean? I think like that branded. That would be good, except with the specific Earths, it might be intimidating for new readers. Yeah. Right. But the, if you the, do like, if you do like a specific Earth, you're going to wait for those titles to come out, oh, like yeah. bombshells, right? If you, but Bombshells is branded as Bombshells. So that right. doesn't need an Earth title. It's just like, that's the it Bombshells. It needs a brand, though, is right. what you're saying. I think you need to brand alternate universes. Well, Dimitri, I think that's exactly what they're doing. I think that's what they want. They want new readers to be able to pick up whatever they want and not be confused and pick up whenever they want it. You know, like uh, any any trade pairback is going to be its own thing, really. And yeah. so 
we're seeing a lot of like the main like six to eight issue stories in all the main books mm-hmm. being very self-contained, right? So you can just pick up, they're not connected too much with each other. You can just pick up that trade pairback. They're not even going to, that's why they stopped putting the, the, the numbers on the spines and they're putting them on DC. Have you noticed they've been putting them on the backs of the covers? So like mm. they're their own individual stories. You don't have to worry about it being issue, volume two or three of the run. It's its own story. You can just pick that up. It's so people don't get confused and still buy volume two and three, but don't worry about it. It's its own story. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you know what Dark Crisis and all of this is because like I've been I've been really confused um, just trying to read it and not feeling a vibe with it. But, you know, oh, no, it's yeah, no, you <laughs> you 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 guys get it very, very well. No worries. <laughs> I, I both, can, both of you understand it very well. It's all good. I, I can get on the Michael train of like this is just them like well that's 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 what i'm saying just as their story as a story yeah. you got you both not liking it that's completely valid you know yeah. that's just your you know your enjoyment of the story but as it, how why is it important that's why it's important right now and that's why they're doing it yeah yeah let's talk about dark crisis number four uh real quick before we move on to something else um did you guys read dark crisis number four lee lee you've yeah. been staying away right yeah, I've, I, I've been reading some of the one shots, and I will say oh, yeah. the standalone one shots have been so much fun. What have um, you liked? Oh, I really liked the Green Lantern one, actually. Yeah, like, I'm um, interested with John, with John Stewart. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, I actually picked it up because um, uh, my friend, they, they, I'm a big Jason Todd fan, and mm. they were like, Jason Todd's a Green Lantern. Oh. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wait, is Green that Lantern. who? Is that who the face mask? Yeah, it's Green Lantern. Is? It's Jason yeah. Todd. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't read uh, that one. I read the Young Justice one because it's a it's a kind it's a love letter to the original um, run, even if they do skew some things on purpose to make things kind of twisted, right? Right. Where it's like Cassie Sandsmark is just their cheerleader. Batman tells Tim Drake uh, that like it's kind of just a phase that like his bisexuality is a phase it's it's not for real because it's this alternate yeah. it's this like dream thing whatever i don't know what it is well it's it's, it's an illusion it, right it's, it's their uh, characters right they're, they're characters from this time period from 2022 yeah being thrown back into late 90s right right so people were saying oh but it's a phase you know this is, and the, the woman character is the cheerleader part of it right that was but that wasn't comic book writing. Like, but that wasn't so like, it in the original Young Justice run. Like, Wonder Girl wasn't the cheerleader. I, I know it's a caricature of the yeah. time period they're being thrown, thrown, thrown back to. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I see it as just their fears and insecurities of, of like, because they're older now, right? Yeah. I like to think of them like they're in they're eighteen, nineteen. That's the way I, I think Tim Drake is eighteen, nineteen. People can disagree sure. with me, but you know. But I mean, like they're drawing them younger, which frustrates me a little bit. They, in the main Batman mm-hmm. book, Jorge Jimenez draws them early teens, but yeah, I think yeah. of him older too. To be honest with you, yeah, he's old enough to have gone to college, like not yeah. full, complete college, but to go no, to college. No, but do some courses and yeah, at least first semester, you know. Well, that's how it was. I mean, at the end of Tiny's End Detective, he leaves yeah. with spoiler to go to college. Yeah. Like, right. So yes, he is older teen. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because Damien's been aged up too. Right. He did, yeah, he definitely has. Right. Yeah. So like, gotta age Tim up. Come on. Like, 
was it uh my friend said uh tim's been 17 for like 30 years please help right, <laughs> right. uh it can't no it can't, tim love like no tim, tim started love. when he was what 14 something like that i don't know yeah he was early teens very very early yeah, so teens. Yeah. can't have 13, been only 14. three years that tim drake's been around it doesn't Hyper make time. any sense Hyper time. I mean, kind of. It does kind of. play a part. That's how they explained it in New 52 when they started over, right? Each Robin was only like a Robin for like a year or two. Because in five years, yeah. he went through five Robins. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. New 52 sucks. New 52. I, um, Lee, I want I wanna I wanna talk about something that you read. Uh okay. what did you what did you read this week? So or like what's another one that you want to talk about? The one that I really want to highlight actually is sort of Azrael because um, the art style alone uh, is super, I don't know, it's not simplistic, but they don't spend a lot of time on like cross hatching and stuff. So oh, the so line art is very, well, it's very clean. I wouldn't say it's flat because uh, if, I, if I may show one of my favorite pages from uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, let me, sorry, let me bring up the screen here. Yeah. This one. So it is not flat. No. It's very dynamic. Um, yeah. But this this artist, uh, Nicola, I'm going to butcher this, Sismesia. It's, um, has been doing phenomenal with the paneling and just the way the story flows yeah. is so good. Um, and it's it's John Paul Valley has like he's figured out that um, meditation and prayer help keep the system quiet. And the system is what? What's the system? So the system is this. Um, he was trained by a religious cult and brainwashed. Right. And the brainwashing is what he refers to as the system. It's this programming that he's the sort of, you know, he's the sort of God, the of avenging Saint angel Dumas, Azrael. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so that part of his brain fully believes that he is an angel sent to earth to avenge those that have been wronged. And, and so there's a lot of this, um, like him coming to terms with his faith in his own way he still mm. believes in god just not in the god of saint dumas because it was and, a cult right? right right and so the the story begins with this woman washing up on the shores of this super isolated um monastery that he's called home for the past few months and found his peace and uh she's like i'm looking for john paul valley and i can hear the voice of god and 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 he's like, I don't know who that is. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and so you have in this issue, um, I don't want to spoil too much, but something is revealed about her Ooh, that just okay. shakes him to the core. And he suspects that it's uh, St. Dumas. Like he, the order, as far as he knows, the order of St. Dumas is dead. They have been destroyed. Yeah, but this woman has thrown a whole wrench in his that idea theory. of what that might mean. Yeah. Okay. All right. And he has this amazing fight with the daughter of Bane, and 
it's just, it's beautiful. Um, I really love what they've been doing with this character recently. Just, he's like, I'm just trying to live a quiet life. Please leave me alone. And things keep finding him. I did like that one line in the one in the beginning one shot when Batman confronts him. He's like, where have you been? He's like, uh, space. Batman's like, yeah, makes sense. Got it. <laughs> because, <laughs> because they're referencing just, just like Odyssey, right? Because he's been in space with Cyborg and Starfire. And so like, that was funny. So I was like, uh, yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, that makes sense. Got it. Wait, Azrael was in space or you just made it up? No, yeah, he was in, there's a book called Justice League Odyssey. And uh, Azrael was in it? Yeah, yeah it was uh, Cyborg, um, Starfire, um, Jessica Cruz and yeah. Azrael, uh, they went to uh, the um, the dark sector of the yeah. universe and uh, Darkseid was there and Darkseid was help- helping them out. It was a big thing. They become uh, God space idols, both all three of them. And then mm-hmm. Jessica Cruz had to save them. But yeah, yeah, he was in space as like the Batman. Uh, the, he was the, the Batman, Batman idol. Yeah, yeah, he was the Batman. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I don't like John Paul Valley. I don't like Azrael. I think if I could go back and erase him from existence, uh, I would, and that's not a hate thing. That's not a hate. Thing. That's not a. That's not a hate thing. It's, it's, no, it's is it not? Least, He's. It's, he it's could never least. exist again. It's the least hateful thing because I would erase him from existence. I think okay. he's unnecessary. And I think that now it's just that like, oh, DC has this character. It's like, what do we do with him? Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, you could just spend your like mental energy elsewhere on a better character instead of a so, character that just is not that great to begin with. The reason that I like him, what they're doing with him right now, with the one mm-hmm. shot with his solo series, is um, the same reason I enjoy reading Nightcrawler stories. Mm. it's a Mm. very unique perspective into a faith Mm. into um you know these are the experiences this specific person has had with their specific religion and and it 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 gets very personal i mean um i made a tiktok a couple of days ago about some beautiful paneling where you know he's confirming he's conferring with the system inside of himself and he's trying to come to terms with the idea that that's still a part of him. That's still a part of his brain. Um, but the way that he's doing it is through his faith. And so I really enjoy, you know, having to be, having to confront your own ideas of what does it mean to have faith in something? What does it mean to be a part of a religion and, and, um, you know, what does it mean when you learn that everything you were taught isn't necessarily what's real? Yeah. And so that's part of why I like Azrael's because he's got this arc of this is my God. This is the right God. This is the only God. And then like being exposed to the world and like, you know, learning about oh, hey, um, so those morals I was told about how killing people for, you know, tripping somebody in the streets maybe that's not right <laughs> you know yeah no I, uh, I, Azrael is really cool one of my favorite as I, I completely agree like what you were saying that I, I like that part of him um because it goes on another story that he was really good it's called the um the angels of death storyline was pre-52 it was like right before um it was when bruce wayne was dead and de grayson was batman and Azrael came to ju- and the, this other villain called the crusader came and judge 
Dick Grayson, Batman, Catwoman, and Tim Drake, Robin, to see if they could actually be the saviors of Gotham or he was going to take over, right? Or destroy the city, right? Because that's how he is. And that was kind of a lot of what they touched on as well. And Dick Grayson was like, you you can't judge us. You know, who are you to judge? You know, stuff like that. And so it was that, yeah, I completely agree. I love that aspect of it. Stones and glass houses. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, good thing for you guys. I don't have a time machine, so... You know, we get we keep our Azrael for now. (laughs) I did like him. I did like him in Tinian's uh, Detective Comics. Yeah, totally. He didn't do much, but like I thought he was cool as an ensemble. But I also really like Detective Comics being a Bat Family comic. Yeah, Um, especially when he was working with uh, Fox as well when they were like a buddy team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. You are also, uh, you guys, did you guys read Dark Knights of Steel, Tales of Three Kingdoms? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about that. We're doing a lot of DC stuff. Was there more DC, DC this week? The books at DC, I feel, were a little more bigger in scale than the Marvel ones, yes. There was like we'd... a chunk of them. <laughs> There's yeah. a good chunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Dark Knights of Steel, uh, Tales of the Three Kingdoms. I don't know what the Three Kingdoms were. What are the Three Kingdoms? So the three kingdoms, as I understand it, are you have um, the L kingdom, the L kingdom, the uh, lightning, the lightning kingdom and yeah. the Amazons. And oh. so I think what they're trying to do with this one is they're attempting a Fourier into what um, deceased was. In that there was a bunch of one shots happening. Yeah, uh, it was another Taylor property. You know, he was writing all of those, and so they're trying to see like, is there a market for more, more? stories from this universe? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, same with DC versus Vampires, because right. it's a twelve issue series. So good. But it's so yeah, it's so good. They had the one shot hunters. They got the one shot killers. And all out war story. The, the two shot right was all out war two shot. It's, it's a mini series. It's a oh, it's three? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's three. Is it, yeah. is, it, is, it at, is it over? No, it's a miniseries. I think it's like four or five. It's, it's not over almost yet. as long as the actual series that is okay, fair. No, I mean, well, the, the main series is 12 issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, But like if it's gonna be four or five, it's like half as long. If you round up. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm my math this is up long. now. Sorry. I'm okay. looking this up because I, I was I was Please. expecting that to be a one shot when I first read it. Which one? Uh, all out war yeah yeah um but uh but i I like it i didn't like killers if it's long if it's not longer if it's not more issues then it definitely did not leave end on a good note for me at least if it is only two or three issues then that's the one we're it's six yeah it's a longer series it's a longer (laughs) war is all out war the i knew i ordered half 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 as long as the main mini series yeah how okay. could you i mean how could it have ended on issue three <laughs> like, i don't remember what happened constantine try uh Con- that's the one where constantine tries he to blacks out in. yeah yeah and, like yeah. the whole magic people are destroyed like what, well, what else could happen well i was thinking some plot points get taken back into the main series you get what i'm saying like that's what i was thinking sure yeah i mean yeah t- totally but yeah but yeah know. they're world um, building I man think, well kind of like harley harley right. at the end of uh what was it at the end of where she's taken, she's kidnapped, gets brought back into the main main story? And um, that was her one shot, the 
the killer one, right? One of yeah, those. She's in Killers. Hunters is the Damian Wayne one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was and killers. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil because I've been trying on the show to not spoil who is the leader of the vampires because that it's is such a long. big reveal. It's such a big reveal in, in issue six that I, I just want to tell everybody out there, if you haven't read DC versus vampires, you got to just for that reveal. And I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. Tell them so- people will keep sending me to this day about things. Like if that's any clue for anybody, well, tell them. Like- I will say this. Uh, that was one that was in our shop for a little bit. Mm. And then issue six came out. And suddenly mm. no one can find it. And then they did those reprints that were the um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the those. The Coffin edition? Yeah, the, Coffin the big ones, and yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The premiere edition books, yeah, yeah. So they did those. And then we still have people coming in and going, where is it? And I'm like, please. <laughs> the main series <laughs> is so good. Put, put the gun down. It's so good. <laughs> put it down, put it down. We're just selling comics. <laughs> it's so good though. Like, oh, yeah. oh my God, it's so good. I can't even talk about some of my favorite scenes because you said it was going to spoil stuff. We can't spoil I just feel, now. well, I just feel like the biggest talk about my favorite scenes is at the end of issue six with the reveal. I think, I feel like that's such a crux of that first half. Well, like, yeah, of course, of course. Because uh, when you start to look back, you're like, duh. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say duh. There's red herrings getting thrown every which way. Really? I mean, okay. I, I, I can't even talk about it. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Well, there's no reason. It didn't come out this week. So let's not. Okay. All right. Oh. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know you're what right. I mean? Like right. somebody you're tuning right. in, they're not expecting us to talk about it. It's fine. You're right. You're right. Uh, so we but wait what, for the next issue. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next issue, we can spoil yeah. it. No, no problem. Uh, Got it. The three stories, though, of Dark Knights of Steel, even though there wasn't three kingdoms, is there going to be more to this? Maybe? I don't know. But I think it's it's correct. Yeah, they're just trying to see if we can world build. Yeah. Yeah. One is um, the man bat stealing the orphans. Mm -hmm. The other one is getting the robins, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other story is what's that other story? It's Bane. It's the Bane one. Yeah. Oh, that was cold. That was King's Bane. The King, which is also just a really cool name for right something like game of thrones kind of inspired this whole like definitely this genre the king's bane yeah uh i liked it but it wasn't necessary but it's nice to see i've been on this kick recently seeing nice oswald cobblepot (laughs) i like nice oswald (laughs) cobblepot i know you love it you love it so much that's interesting i mean (laughs) like i i see it but oh my gosh well flashpoint beyond he yeah. has he's good or at least from what i can see he's good <laughs> in flashpoint beyond and then he was just a little kid who was experimented on in uh this one in dark knights yeah. of steel right yeah you know uh so it's like i'm kind of on this thing where i'm like i just feel sorry for the guy oh and at the end of batman 127 there was a reveal there um, yes, there was. it's in my reading stack Yes, there do, you want the re- do you want the reveal? <laughs> Go for it if you want to, if you want to, because that'll just make me read it faster at this point. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, well, the, the, the main uh, story of Batman 127, Michael, you want to talk about it? I mean, we get, uh, it, I, I love it. <laughs> this whole, especially the, the end of like the main Batman story, not the backup story, yeah, but yeah. The, um, when Superman comes in. But uh, yeah. it's, 
right now we have failsafe right it's the failsafe story failsafe um, that's his name yeah, yeah. failsafe is we find out an invention of bruce right uh in case which it, like what i was talking about earlier they're referencing the uh tower of babel storyline yeah uh right which is the they made an anime movie about it just like doom and uh batman conceives all these plans to stop each member of the justice league in case they all go rogue right and they do a bag they do a flashback in this this issue about superman him superman confronting him right after the events of tower of babel being like how could you have you know been so arrogant that you didn't even come up with a way to stop yourself and he's like oh yeah bruce is like yeah uh, the justice league like in the enemy series, the justice league was my fake no it was not failsafe is batman's backup right he, right he nothing can nothing batman can think of can stop failsafe so he he does he goes back in 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 his head right right, right. Dimitri? yeah yeah and he flips the switch so it's not it's batman without restrictions i can never say his his his, his name um oh really i you can't yeah, say zuranar zuranar thank you yeah it's Batman, Batman Zurnar is just Batman without restrictions. And so oh. I, I love this whole thing of, of Bruce trying to get, you know, control of himself again. And yeah. this whole thing, like the whole thing was like, he's my son with, with Tim Drake. Oh, so that's Tim what, Drake that's... fans must have been screaming in this book. Oh, I mean, no, I didn't, she's I didn't been scream. yelling at me all day. <laughs> Wait, who? Uh, I have this friend uh, at the comic shop. So our dynamic is uh, she works with me. Um, our, di- our dynamic our- is she works <laughs> so, it's like well, okay no. that's so not she a, started- that's just a work that's just work so she started coming in and she was like asking other co-workers of mine like hey i'm looking for robin stuff and they were like you need to talk to Lee. and then she came to me and she was like i'm a big tim drake fan i was like i'm a big jason todd fan and so our dynamic is i pick on her about tim drake not getting anything and then she picks on me about jason not getting anything um <laughs> But she has been screaming at me all week to read 127. Like the second it dropped on Tuesday, she's like, have you read it? I was like, Katie, please. (laughs) It it was a legitimately good issue. Is this issue three of Chip's run or issue? Yeah, it started at 125. Yeah. Okay. So I was okay with the the previous Chip ones. I was like, eh, I don't. The night? You're right. This is the third one. Yeah. This is the Uh, third one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like the first issue. I mean, it was whatever, right? And that's it when was... Failsafe activates, but whatever. And then issue two, okay, better. But issue three really sold me on, I like these. I like the ideas that Chip Zdarsky is doing. Because I had faith in him. Chip is really good. But yeah, I didn't he, know where this was going. He has to build. Like, I. This is a, a pretty old trope with Batman, right? He just falls deeper into his own seclusion, pushing everyone away, right? If you read the... Catwoman, I think it was like 43 or something that came out the same week as 125. Uh, it shows the same scene of Batman, uh, Bruce calling Selena, right? And in the Batman book, you see Bruce's perspective on what he thinks Selena is doing on the other side of the phone, which is, you know, her, you know, living her best life, uh, sleeping, you know, with this with other the guy, guy and just the guy you just got out yeah, of yeah. the shower but, or whatever, right? But in the Catwoman book, right? Uh-huh. It's the same scene, but you see from, from Selena's perspective, which she had just gotten shot in the leg. She was abandoning herself back up. She was actually putting back on her Catwoman suit because she and the other guy are on the run and the guy comes in, hey, you want coffee or something? It was because he was just being, he was joking, not because they had just slept together, right? So like you see Bruce pushing people literally away, making scenarios up in his what own the- head. Right. what i didn't i didn't i yeah, real I didn't, Catwoman. it's the reading. same scene same scene i this is crazy Completely different. This is cr- because i've been operating on the whole like 
Yeah, they're just, you know, they're fucking other people. Like, it is what it no, is. Like, she, it was complete, on a break. she had been shot in the leg during that phone no, call. I, she was literally bandaging herself up. That's amazing. My, my, Michael's yelling at me right now. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you think that? No, I, no, no, no. I'm, I just love it. I thought <laughs> oh, that no. was such a cool, su- such a cool thing. I'm going to come in and say, how dare you? Michael Michael seems like he's just trying to connect dots, but I'm going to come in and say, no, Chip Zdarsky. (laughs) It was was so cool. Like to see, because this is, like I said, it's a pretty done trope several times of Batman just pushing everyone away, right? Yeah. It happened when Jason died. It happened when, you know, when when, uh, Dick Dick left. Like it's just whenever something happens when Alfred died, he pushes everyone away. So this is a pretty old trope, but us literally seeing it, you know, like him yeah. making stuff up in his own head, right? Like, which we all do. It's That's pretty so relatable. subtle. Yeah. You have to read both comics and at the same time for that to pay off. So cool. Are you so are you cool. gonna do a TikTok on this? Did you do a TikTok? I did. On this? I already did. Yeah, when it when oh. it came out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, heck I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, well, we okay. were just talking about views. That's no one. <laughs> stuff's not you know being shown to anybody. Anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen anything of Lee's in a while. Oh, uh, I don't post regularly. I'll be completely mm. honest. But I but should I did, see some when they pop up. I did. I make just saw the a whole Azrael bunch of yours one. just just recently. So there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do with that. I just added you. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but the Azrael one, I think I made like at midnight on Monday because I couldn't sleep and I was just reading comics and like nobody's gonna see i don't expect anybody to see that you know like it's midnight on a monday but it saves till later like yeah it's, a, it's the best time, time to when it, best time when to post yeah in the, in the morning <laughs> um let's get through a couple more uh books before we get going um um uh anyone have ones that are, they're really itching just to talk real quick about let's say a minute like okay. three sentences, three sentence reviews. What does that mean? You got to boil it down. Star Trek. If you've ever wanted to read a Star Trek book mm-hmm. uh, and you're like, I don't know where to start. Just read Star Trek 400. Um, it's a, it's a really like, it's almost an annual. I don't know why they called it 400. We were talking about that <laughs> earlier. It, it doesn't make sense, um, but it covers a bunch of the different timelines of Star Trek. So if you're a fan, I would say pick this up. Um, it's just, it's neat. You go from the original series, next generation, all over the place. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Like I was saying in the, in the chat, Leah, I was so upset. I'd never ordered, I didn't order that book because Star Trek does not do well for us normally. So I just ignored it. And but everyone started coming in for that book as soon as it dropped. So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Star Trek, like I know the old heads of Star Trek are a little bit upset with like the way Star Trek's changed over time, but like I think it's it, it's just maximized its potential over time. I would know? say the bones of Star Trek seem to be hope for the future. Yeah. And I think that it's changed because the definition of what we think hope for the future is going to be has changed. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, like, are we shout- are, like Sorry. What's that? Oh, I was just going to say shout out to Philomath Boots, uh, who's a big Star Trek fan. I was talking to her um, um, about Star Trek recently. Uh, so shout out uh, to her. You should go pick up number 400. Anyway, what were you going to say? I was just like, is that like a comment? I just started like to see all the memes recently about like 
when did Star Trek become woke, right? Like, like, <laughs> oh my god. Hasn't it always been? Like like is that yeah. a bad thing? Is that a bad thing? Like what's what's going on? Like all right, whatever. Um it, it's the same it's the same energy as people when they say, "Why can't you guys just, you know, protest like like do what like Martin Luther King Jr. was all about." And it's like uh I don't think you know MLK like he actually was. But okay. Why did comics become so political? Yeah, I, I don't. X Men. Why, why? <laughs> always. Uh, I don't know. So, uh, She Hulk. Are we talking She Hulk yeah. six now? Is that what oh, we're She Hulk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk. She Hulk uh, six. She Hulk six. I love the art. I love Jack of Hearts and her together. I love the fact that like she she keeps being like, no, they're not my nemesis. She said yeah. it about Mallory book. She said it about uh, Titania. Michael, you got any thoughts? This book was just ridiculously adorable. It was, I yeah. love that every single person like commented her dress throughout the entire book. Yeah. Like I thought that was great. Um, I love her, her interaction with, with Nightcrawler. I thought that was great. And her boss too. Do you have him on retainer? Yes. yes. The whole island of the, the whole <laughs> mutant community is on retainer. This is great. Yeah. It's uh, so that book was so good. It was so fun. Yeah. Uh, and the Android, Andy, the Android is dating yeah. Mallory. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Did you read it, Lee? Yeah, I was actually, um, my favorite part of the entire book, uh, my one complaint of this series so far has been, we, we haven't gotten any fourth wall breaks with She-Hulk yet. And then like in the last two panels, she looks at like at the reader <laughs> and then closes the door as she and Jack go off to like do stuff. Like a wink, wink. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So I, I, I noticed that. Um, I'm a big sucker for ships. I love ships. I love shipping. I want my romance. I want my like who's hooking up with who, who's dating who. Are they in love? Because they look like in love. Like I want that. I want the best for my favorite characters, right? Um, so this well, made me, I, me that. What's I think up? I think that's super important. I think that's a big thing that a lot of people miss about combo reading. Like people, a lot of people that don't read comics, oh, it's just like action punching. No, I think the best comics, you need drama in them. And whether that's relationship drama or friendship drama, or, you know, the added uh, political drama in, in, in comics as well. I mean, the fighting of course is good in any superhero comic, but there's a lot of indie comics that have literally zero fighting and like family drama, you know, you need that level of, you know, humanity in it right that you experience yeah. so I, I i completely agree with you sir about the needing of ships and romance and stuff like that i love them i love i love love i love love yeah i love love, well, love. Pat, pat patty patty patsy like uh she didn't that's her nemesis right that was in that yeah. issue she's like ne- yeah. love is my nemesis is she still engaged tony stark Are, did, they get married yet? did they get married did they get I don't think they got married. In Iron Man, they're they engaged though, right? They definitely Are they engaged, still engaged? Yeah. I wonder if they're hinting at some Rocky Waters <coughs> for them. Oh. Which Fair. would suck. That would, would it that suck? Would, I, only, because, only because I read issue 19 of Iron Man. Mm, yeah. And I love seeing him actually like accept support and help from people. Yeah. There you go. So if they're hinting at trouble in the waters, I'm, I'm going to be. I'm waiting sad. for a marriage. I, co- I collect wedding issues too. And so I will definitely be grabbing that. Yeah. You got green hair or black canary. I, I have almost every wedding issue that's been out. Yeah. Um, but we'll see if the Nightwing and Batgirl get pop a question soon. Yeah. Here, coming I up. have the convergence one. I'm down to get we'll another see. one. We're going to see. 
next like issue or two something grayson has a question to ask we'll see what that question is all right um i uh i i'm not a big fan of tony stark and so i i'm not even though i love love i think that like love Oh, this is harsh. Love deserves uh, better than Tony Stark. Kind of. Every, I every, kind of agree with you. <laughs> every every woman that he's with, they deserve better. They deserve better. Go on a shirt. That needs to go on a shirt. Love deserves you know? better than Tony Stark. Love, love deserves yeah. better than Tony Stark. <laughs> you know? Because I, I also, I think that like, like, like oh nobody is entitled to anyone's love. Sure, I think yeah. that love is about like, you got to earn it. I'm not saying you gotta like run a hundred miles, but like you have no, to do your miles. you have to do your part, right? And I just don't think that Tony Stark does his part. No, I agree with that. I'd run hundred miles for someone I love. No, yes, but I'm just yeah. saying you don't have like that's not what I'm talking about. I just mean like you got is that not a requirement? You gotta uh, earn it, but I'm not saying you gotta do gladiatorial uh, tasks. Did you, did you do like it. did you do a bunch of like five Ks or something? Yeah, I had to do love? laps before for my last Dude, Well, so now sorry. I know better. Now I know yeah. better. Red flags. Uh, <laughs> they make you run a marathon before that's something to look out for right there that's like... unless you are a marathon runner and that's how you met. yeah unless that's how you show your luck <laughs> but then you're running with them come on man let's right. go yeah yeah no, but I, I i totally i see where you're coming from um and it's nice to see like one of the things that my boss was saying is it's so nice to see jack of hearts again because nobody wants to draw that Kirby suit and it sucks because he's such a cool like concept. He's a cool looking character and it would be neat to see more of him. And so I I don't know if this is crossing over at all with Silver Surfer. I know he was on a cover. I picked up that issue and I was like, neat, this has nothing to do with She-Hulk. Um, <laughs> but like seeing him pause and say wait i was like no i i swear i held my breath between panels because he was like check my radiation levels so that i'm not gonna hurt you because i really want to kiss you right now (laughs) it's so sweet it's Uh, so good it's i'm not i'm not a fan of jack of hearts but i am a fan of like because i don't care about him as a hero but i like the idea in this that like and this is the same for gambit and rogue I like the idea that like a man is okay with with you know the woman being tougher than him. They're not emasculated, right? Like Gambit is fine yeah. with Rogue being on the X Men. Gambit wasn't on the X Men. Like he didn't get voted on, right? Like I like that. And then it's like I'll stay home. I'll watch over the cats. You know, the way of the house husband. Yeah, but it's oh, what like, a good it's, book too. What what. Is that a book? It is. It's a manga. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't get the reference. Okay. There's there's a big there's a big trend, um, and it's one hundred percent what you're talking about, Dimitri. Yeah. Storytellers are starting to push for. Hey, um, you know what? This is actually okay, and uh, Mm. we like it. So. Yeah. (laughs) Also, on a personal level, I love the idea of like short king, tall Amazonian queen. Like absolutely. I I as you know, from personal experience, you know, Taylor Swift, give me a call. She's not Amazonian. She's as tall as me. But still. Um, There's totally. a reason Big Barda and Mr. Miracle have been doing No joke. So. I love, I love Big Barda and Mr. <laughs> Mr. Miracle. Nightwing and Starfire? Nightwing and Starfire. Nightwing and Starfire. Yeah. 
Nightwing and Starfire. Um, I always get very um, upset when they draw her shorter than him. Yeah, I, that's I, stupid. That ha- yeah. doesn't happen often anymore, which is good. No. But like sometimes it happens, and I, I, it's not yeah. called for. Not called for. Yeah. Uh, sometimes Batman and Wonder Woman, depending yeah. on the artist. Batman and Wonder like, Woman. Yeah. I like a yes. Wonder Woman who's taller than Batman. Yeah, yeah, personally. Um, Wonder Bat, I will go down with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, real quick though, uh, I just wanted to shout out a couple things. Punisher, the, the current Punisher run yeah, is really I, cool. I like I it. I love Punisher. Have yeah. you been reading it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I Punisher absolutely love that Punisher series. I think it's such an interesting take to have. Like, first off, I'm not a Punisher fan at all. Yeah. I think he's a very silly exactly. character in my opinion. I agree. But yeah. what they're doing right now with him with giving his family back, like he has now reason to live. But like what? also him taking on Ares, the god of war. Right in this whole last issue, he was just like, "You are my disciple. You are the best of what I could do." Yeah. Right? Like you were you like my pray. son. Yeah, said. you pray to me. Like yeah. this is fantastic. Oh, so good. It was yeah. so good. Like I love what they're doing with with Punisher right now. And then at the end with Daredevil, I'm very curious in what it was only a matter of time till Daredevil popped. Of course, uh, but of yeah, I don't like Punisher series. It's very he it's always easy to predict what he's going to do right he's very right. black and white um there's only been a handful of punisher stories but i like one when he in civil war with captain america when he doesn't fight him back which i thought was really yeah. cool um but then this story as well i like this punisher series right now so if you're not reading it i think you, everyone should i think it's a really really interesting take on punisher yeah um and they had to change his symbol of course yeah uh axe death to the mutants number two uh i thought was really cool maybe care about crow also crow nice. was hitting on on uh emma frost and i want to see emma frost get with somebody who isn't classically good looking because you know what sure, yeah sure you know i agree uh uh let's let's see a deviant like like emma frost kind of pairing uh crow also dated thena so it's like he's he's used he's used to the classically conventionally attractive women uh but emma frost it, you know i don't think it has to do with conventionally attractive for emma i think it has to do with power I think it has to do with something with with power for Emma. I think Emma is attracted to power, right? Yeah. And she was with Scott because he was literally the leader of the mutant right. existence, right? Like for Emma, it, yeah, she can definitely get with someone less conventionally attractive than her. That's not a problem, I think. It's yeah. the fact that, that her partner needs to have some sort of power, whatever that means in that concept, context maybe, of power. But Maybe I don't mean our Earth's idea of conventionally attractive. I mean, human presenting. How about no, that? No, that, no, that's exactly you know what I'm talking about too. Yeah, he can be like a Minotaur character. That's fine. But like yeah. it needs her. She's attracted to power, not the physical being really. That's, I think, I think that's, she's, at least that's what I get from, from, from she, Emma. She, least, from I, I don't think it's power, but I think it's ambition and drive. So she's the X-Men universe version of Grimes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, don't want to compare the two. I don't but, know if it's- No, that's I, fair. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just sure. drawing, there's a song- yeah. We appreciate power. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I want to talk uh, just just a couple words about Captain America, uh, Sentinel Liberty. I'm loving yes. the Captain America, uh, both of them. Both, both of them. Both of uh, them are great. Uh, Symbol of Truth, Sentinel Liberty. They both have different stories, and they're both they're both uh, progressive skewed. And I'm both, I'm I'm digging it. They're both really good versions. Like they're both really good Captain America stories. They take both different tropes of Captain America stories and like dials them up to 11 in like the best ways. Sam yeah. Wilson's is very action packed and hero, like going and face the villain, which is amazing. And then 
Steve's is more espionage and dealing with yeah. a lot to do with like war and like underground villains and things like that and spies, which I think is also really cool. They've both yeah. been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Dizzy Bach out there. Um, I didn't hear about this and we don't have much time to talk about it, but anything about Bruce Campbell writing new Sergeant Rock series, Sergeant Rock versus Army of Darkness, maybe. I don't yeah. know if this is real or not. Is this a it real is. thing? Yeah, he was, he was, uh, I was on, I was, I was there during the San Diego Comic-Con panel. That what is it? Sergeant yeah. Rock versus Army of Darkness? Yeah, yeah, it's he knew he knows nothing about DC. He only chose Sergeant Rock because he was given a binder. This is from his words. He was yeah. given a binder of different DC heroes to write, and he just chose one. He chose Sergeant Rock because it looked cool. Like he's like, I know nothing of these characters. I know nothing, but he just kind of yeah. looks fun. So yeah, it's completely off so on he, its own. Okay, all right. That one's not out yet, but yeah. it's coming soon. Okay, so. all right, all right. Um, when it does come out, we'll we'll be able to talk about it. Any final thoughts about any of the books we didn't cover? Uh, we do got to wrap things up, but I, I don't want to deprive you uh, all of, of doing it. Um, I couldn't get through Dear Detective, and I'm sorry. I couldn't get through it. I'm it was like, I, 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 I was I'm like, curious to hear what it is even about. It's experimental. It's like a picture book. Well, was it Lee Bromejo, like, has been the yeah. past, like, two years, has been doing variant covers for Detective, right? And so... To, he didn't tell anyone, but he's actually been making a story with them. Like he, he, he puts them in a book and they're all variant covers for detective. And there's actually a story that if you put them all together, they make, they make a story. And oh, so that's, that's what he put them in. Yeah. Conceptually, it's a really, really cool idea. And I like that he didn't tell anyone. Um, but uh, yeah, the story isn't anything mind blowing, but the concept of it is really fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. I um, really like that. Yeah. Okay. I just I couldn't get there. I was like, I no, I, I mean, I I understand. Maybe yeah, maybe I needed I the, it, I I, maybe I needed the print version in front of me to fully appreciate it. But the I mean, yeah, it's version. a bigger it's a bigger book. So you, oh, you it's, yeah, it's, it's meant okay. for art. Yeah, it's like a it's like a big art book, really. like a portfolio yeah. kind of book. Yeah, kind of, they, yeah, it's meant. It's yeah. very magazine like. You know, Black right. Label's been doing those big square books, yeah. and um, the thing that I noticed right off the bat when we got ours in is it's gorgeous there aren't any variant covers except for the like one in 25 or the one in 50. I don't remember. Um, and it's just the a cover and you tell you, you know, Michael, you said that it's him telling a specific story through his covers. That makes perfect sense. Now I get it that there wouldn't be any variant covers. Cause that would be. A he, already did them. he already did them. Yeah. <laughs> he already did them. <laughs> um, Lee, was there any final thoughts that you had? um read more comics yeah yeah uh for anyone out there uh you know who um who doesn't know where to go go to comicshoplocator.com and find a comic shop near you uh can't stress this enough find a comic shop that really works for you you know there are a lot of comic shops out there they're not really chains or anything so they're all going to be owned by different people and have different vibes find a vibe that you vibe with you know there are going to be some that uh, uh uh aren't that great but there are a lot that are, and you got to find them and hopefully fall in love. But um, trust me, there are, just like there are comic books out there for everybody, there's a comic shop out there for everybody. And, and you just got to find it, you know? Um, Some of them life... even have online stuff. Yeah. True. Yeah. Order it. yeah. It's true. Um, it's my goal to see every single one. I got to go to yours. I'm going to go to yours. It's going to go to everyone. It's going to be great. You're going to give me a tour. I'm going to buy yeah. some books. It's going to be great. Lee, what, what state are you in? I'm in Texas. I'm actually in Fort Worth. We have two locations. Oh. Um, I might be out there in uh, January for work. So I'll let you know. Let me know, man. 
let me know. Well, if yeah. Dimitri goes and I'll go, we'll make a team effort of it. There you go. <laughs> my my work is like, you charge two plane tickets? Who's this? Who's this Michael Meek? Oh, he's my plus one. It's like, he's, he's your plus one. one. He's, he's my one. emotional <laughs> support person. <laughs> <laughs> I need it for this work. I will, uh, Dimitri. So I'll be your emotional yeah. support person. Wor- work is it. like, uh, <laughs> you can't have plus one for a work conference. Uh, I have a okay. medical release, actually. Oh, okay. Need, then they're like, him. okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to thank I want to thank both of you so much for coming on the show and talking with me about this week's releases of comics. Um, Michael, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, I mean, I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok's my biggest one. Uh, for love of comics, this is where you can find me at the moment. Um, plug wise, nothing crazy. Uh, just literally post weekly videos on what I think would be amazing. Uh, books uh, comics that come out this week whether that's marvel dc indie and then also graphic novels too i don't think people do enough uh, original graphic novels enough so i post up videos on a lot of new graphic novels that come every week that can fill your bookshelves so that's kind of what i do all right and funny videos yeah um lee where can we find you online what do you got coming up so i'm on twitter and um tiktok as android usagi and instagram if you want most of what I do is just um, silly videos on my Twitch. I am Android Usagi as well. And I do video games and D&D stuff. So if you want to come hang out and chat, let me know. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank added you to everybody out there for... Uh, well, sorry, what were you going to say, Mike? Added. I just added. Oh, oh thanks. Cool. Uh, for everyone out there who's been watching, you've been watching us on a live stream, twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show or youtube.com slash The Keeg Show. Um, you can also find our podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at The Keeg Show, pretty much any social media at The Keeg Show. We are all over the place. So wherever you guys are, Thank you guys so much for watching us, digesting us in whatever way, shape, or form. Leave us a review, like, comment, subscribe, do all that sorts of stuff so we know you're out there. Uh, if you want to contribute to the Patreon, we got patreon.com slash the Keeg Show. You can find a tier that is worth subscribing to uh, that, you know, might be up your alley um, for as small as $5 a month. You can definitely, you know, help the Keeg out with the multiple shows we have. We got Comic Talk every Thursdays. Uh, we got the She-Hulk after show after, you know, the She-Hulk on thursday mornings wednesday nights is the Andor after show when that comes out and the key talks is every weekend every other weekend so this week we are talking about d23 and whatever news comes out of d23 we're going to talk about it this saturday no this sunday september 11th uh we're going to be talking about d23 news and i'm hoping we get a fantastic four lineup reveal that's what i'm hoping for here we go very least i think that's going to come out in d23 i think I think, think yeah, I, I think that's the consensus. We're gonna get something with Fantastic Four. I'm kind of hoping yeah. for a little bit of X Men news, but I'm not counting on it. But yeah. definitely for sure, fan, fan, FF stuff. I think so too. I think so too. Um, but for anyone out there, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys so much for being a part of it, Michael Lee. If you're out there and you're not following them, follow them definitely. Um, this is it. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been another episode of Comic Talk, this time for the week of September 8th, 2022. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.
Bonjour, bonsoir.